What is good? What is good? Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Rabbit Hole Sessions. I'm Tyler On Demand, one of your hosts. Proud to be here. Happy to be here, in fact. Sitting here with good old Emilio Guido. How are you, sir? What's up? I'm good. Doing yeah. well. Doing Tell the fine. people. Give him a temp check. What's good with you? Um, probably around 97 degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> as far as temperature. It means no corona. It yeah. means no corona. <laughs> At least that symptom. He hasn't been yeah. coughing either. He looks good. Could always be one of those, uh, yeah, could <laughs> could always be one of those symptomless carriers. What are they? Ca- what are they called? It might be that I symptomless carrier. That's like typhoid Mary. Did you ever learn about typhoid Mary back in biology class? No. Nah, that was a lady in. I don't know if it was in Canada. And look, I don't even know all the facts, but it was some lady that was a healthy carrier of typhoid, and she was spreading it. So they literally just sent her to an island. Like they just exiled her. They're oh just like, God. you know what? You're fucking giving everybody disease. Bye. And I, this isn't even too far back in history. Like this isn't medieval times. I'm talking. This is. You know, there were buildings. They t- <laughs> they got a boat. They took a boat to get her there with a steam engine, at least, right? So it's like, yeah. I've never heard got- of that, yeah. <laughs> so be careful, all you healthy carriers out there. Sometimes I wonder if I am. Because it's like, I mean, I live a pretty corona-cautious yeah. life. I do too, yeah. But I've literally, like, nothing. Like, I've, I've got nothing that yeah. I can recognize as corona. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah, thank God for that. I mean, everything gets mixed up in terms of your allergies or flu season. So it's like any little thing. And we even talk about it from the beginning of Crow. It's like any little thing. I'm just like, is this it? Oh, yeah. Guess this is it. Just this continuous ticking time bomb of Corona that you could get. Although the president, I think, is over it now, isn't he? Didn't he say he recovered? I have no idea. Yeah, but I thought it took longer to uh Bro, it's nuts. To recover. That he got yeah, yeah, so did I. So that's why I think, I think he's lying about all of yeah, it. Yeah, of course. No, but like all of it, like, like getting it. You think so? Well, actually, you know what? Maybe he's not lying about getting it, but the way it's flipped, I think might be. And this is getting kind of conspiracy theorists, which is a funny way to start. But I saw somebody saying, like, yo, what if, um, well, they said, what if he didn't actually get it? We're outside. Yeah, we're outside. You know what to do. Yeah. Um, they said, what if he didn't actually get it? And then, you know, he pretends to recover. And he's like, see, it's not that bad. And what if he, like, really uses himself as the scapegoat? And it's like, see, I'm fat. I'm old. And, you know, it didn't take me out. So everyone's good. That could help my agenda. And I didn't think too much past that. And then I watched the, like, four-minute address he gave to everybody saying he's okay, right? And in it, which I actually thought was genuinely funny, was when he said something about Melania, right, about uh, his wife. He was saying, um, you know, she's doing okay. You may have read that she's a little bit old, or sorry, a little bit younger than me, just a tiny little bit younger, right? And I was like, okay, that's funny that you're playing on the joke. That's a little funny, but that to me is a regular George Bush. Yeah, is that what George Bush? Did? I don't know. He was a comedian. Oh yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> but like a, la- it's more like a jester yeah. than a comedian because we're laughing at you, not with you. <laughs> but it was basically like, damn. So is that him still trying to play into the the narrative of it? Because. He also threw in, like, as she's reacting as statistically it should be shown, she should be, right, because she's younger and she's healthier. So I'm like, oh, is he trying to keep implanting the subtle message that it's not actually a big deal? Because that's his thing is reopening. Yeah. He could also have it and just still be spinning it. Yeah, fact. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think it's closer to that. I think it's something actually happened, and now it's what can we do with this? How yeah. can we spin it? Because I feel like it's not a good thing. You know, for his campaign to, to get actually corona? have no, no. gotten it. Yeah. It's not a good thing for It's anything. not a good for anybody. <laughs> yeah, any yeah, yeah. political. Anything that risks yeah. your life probably is not good for your campaign. Unless, but that's what I'm saying, unless you can find a way to spin it around. Then your yeah. supporters think you're Messiah, like more than they already do, right? They think you're a hero. They think you're a Superman because you beat Corona. And it gives them the confidence to have confidence in you, all that shit. I mean, it's, I don't know if you saw, but he shut down, um, like corona aid talks for the next until after the election so he's literally saying 
I'm not giving you aid for Corona unless you vote me back into office. Wow. So it's like, holy shit. Bro, you're just holding the country on ransom right now? Like, that's hostage shit, basically. And I'm like, damn. That's kind of, uh, that kind of is a shame. And it's just a shame that even, which, by the way, if he does have Corona, I mean, I hope he recovers. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that would be really, actually pretty sad if, like, you know, if Donald Trump or just, like, if he died, so, you know, It'd be it crazy, doesn't matter. Dude. Yeah, like, it would be shocking, to say the least. Be. I mean, you go yeah. on Twitter, there'd be a lot of people happy. Like, when they said he got it, it was yeah. like, Twitter was yeah, toxic, nasty. It that's was gross. Crazy. And it's, yeah, I think it's crazy. And no matter how much you, like, hate somebody or disagree with them, it's like, that's, it's pretty yeah. crazy to go to those lengths, yeah. like, for some of the shit I was seeing. <laughs> but, dude, like, people are, people don't give a fuck. So cold, bro. So cold. But yeah, so I mean, like I said, I hope that doesn't happen. But it's just sad that it's like we have to question everything. Mm. Like this could be a literally a life-threatening thing to, to him. But I have to question, oh, is he doing it to spin for political campaign? And that's some on him. I mean, a good part on him because I just don't <laughs> believe most yeah, of the things he does. True. But it's also just this whole kind of political system, all that bullshit in general. It's like I kind of need to question everything that happens. But I think that's okay. Like, do you, do you go through life that's with a good. level of skepticism? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually described myself yesterday um, that my role in the world <laughs> is to be a cynic. Mm. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so funny because literally I was prescribed today. that and I looked up yeah. to the sky and said that's what I was prescribed. Literally yeah. today, I was talking about one of the Drake song leaks. I don't know if the one with Roddy Rich, I forgot what it's called, but... Um, I was like, ah, eh, kind of shit, right? And I was like, just kind of giving all of these uh, negatives to it. And I was like, am I a hater? And the other person was like, yeah, probably. And I was just like, you know what? I'll take it. Fuck <laughs> it. You know, that's just my role. I'll take it. Because you need skeptics, man. Or what's what's the importance you put on skepticism? Why do you do that? Oh, um. For yourself. Hmm. That's a good question. Mm. I guess the first thing that comes to, that came to my mind was, um. So not to be disappointed, mm. whether it's in people or things or expectations. What do you um, mean by that? Well, if if we're talking about um, being cynical towards things and like, because I feel like if, well, I don't know what the opposite of that is. What's opposite the, of cynical? Yeah. What would, Just what, blind faith, I suppose. Okay. Just yeah. Well, that, I think ha- that's having like probably extraordinarily or extraordinary uh expectations about things Mm. and um about people as well and setting yourself up for potential you know disappointment and um sadness uh Mm. as well and so um well i just feel like it's because for me it's a like not trusting of others yeah so it's kind of like a defense mechanism yeah it's yes it's definitely a defense mechanism i feel that as well i think i use it for that the same way as well and it's funny you say that because i do think it stems from a not wanting to be let down or not want to be misled, right? Like just wanting yeah. to feel like you're telling me the truth. Yeah, I was just going to say wanting to know what's true. Because I always yeah. feel like I can get somewhere with somebody if you tell me the truth. Even if that somewhere is, all right, we don't need to be communicating, right? <laughs> then that's fine. We got somewhere and I, I'd rather get there than we don't know. But yeah, I just want to know the truth is what's happening. And then I feel like that's when I can make a true judgment. Like if you're not giving me the truth, I don't feel like I can make the truest judgment. And then, I mean, that makes me feel bad when I make a judgment on something I've been misled by, right? Mm. And so I think it's definitely that coping defense mechanism kind of shit, and especially in this political realm where you're constantly misled by and let down by your political leaders, and that's a shame on all levels, right? And obviously some are better than others, but that is definitely a shame. So I don't know. I think healthy skepticism is definitely... But then what's healthy? Like, what do you find is a healthy skepticism? Where do you draw the line? 
if you draw one. I don't know. If I draw <laughs> There's one. no line. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I must. Yeah. Um, like, what is there? Yeah. What amount of I don't know evidence or proof or how much you need to see in terms of consistency from somebody to stop questioning the uh, trueness of the motives. That's a I don't know how, how somebody yeah, yeah, I, don't I don't know how to answer a question like that. Because hmm. um, yeah. is that a is that a are you looking for a number? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just like a general estimate of time, but it might not even be time. Yeah, because I also don't think it's kind of a combination of both, right? Like I kind of need to know you or have seen your actions for a certain amount of time, and then within that amount of time, I need to have seen a certain amount of actions, right? So it is hard to kind of judge, but politicians definitely haven't done a good job <laughs> of making me feel confident in yeah. that fact. I feel like the common um, rhetoric following the debates, each of them, is that um, there's nothing that changed. Every yes, every character dude. acted as was expected, and the polls refle- reflect the same thing yeah. that it was prior. That's to, what I was, I was to talking to somebody this morning about it, and I was like, what is the point of the debates? Because there was nothing new said, and there weren't new insights said yeah. on the same thing. So I'm like, what is the actual point? Like, do people have people not heard these positions beforehand, and is that why we need it? Okay, maybe I understand. Because just to me, and I'm not the most politically involved guy. Like, I'm pretty tangentially yeah, involved, right? And like through this podcast has been the motivations to get more. <laughs> so it's like it's not that intense, but everything. Like Kamala Harris said, everything I expected her to say. Mike Pence said everything I expected him to say in the vice, pres- vice presidential debate last night. And especially off the back of the Trump and Biden one, it kind of went the way I expected it to, which was going to yeah. be a lot calmer, like purposefully. There was going to be more. I thought the host or the what are they called? Moderator, Moderator did a great job. I forgot her name, but I think Shelly. No, Susan. Susan something. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought she did a great job. Um, the format. And reemphasizing that, yo, uninterrupted two minutes, right? Or uninterrupted, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. You know, you hear it the first time. It's like, Jesus. But then it actually works. Like, then you actually get to hear them speak. But then that now shows the even greater problem with debate, which I think goes beyond the skeptical aspect, which James and I spoke about. James isn't here, by the way. Oh, we yeah. just We just, we completely forgot about that. Which, if you're watching the YouTube or this clip, however this video comes out, it's a weird angle, <laughs> but, you know, that's we're what happens. We're making it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what happens when we're down one, uh, James. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, so James and I were talking in the last one how the debates being a spectacle was kind of an issue because it's kind of supposed to be boring. Like, policy talk is supposed to be boring. Oh, it's not yeah. a fun thing. Policy sucks, dude. Like, yeah. And this comes from it being part of my major. Writing policy, learning about policy, reading it fucking sucks. Talking about it is so boring. But it's absolutely essential to constructing a country and running a country. You know what I'm saying? So it's like whenever the... Uh, not to stay on this point, because like I said, we spoke about it. But the spectacle part is thrown in. I think that is a problem. But now this is further exposed. Because it wasn't as much as a spectacle, even though Twitter tried. But we can get in that in a sec. Uh, it wasn't as much as a spectacle... But it revealed that I still didn't get much substance. Even beyond spectacle, there wasn't really substance here. At least the last one you could say, oh, you know, they kept interrupting each other so they couldn't get to their real points. And that's why. Well, that didn't happen in this vice presidential one. And the questions I actually thought were better than in the presidential one, like more specific and more like pointed and you could get a real answer out of. And still, there wasn't that much, (laughs) you know. And I'm not watching it. I'm not a person, like I said, who's fervent for either side. So I'm not watching it being like, all right, you go, Kamala. All right, you go, Pence. I'm, I'm just trying to watch it as an observer. I'm trying to see, okay, what's going on? I have my leanings, don't get me wrong, but I wanted to see what would happen here. And just largely unimpressed, I would say. 
which is a damn shame that that seems to be the consistent theme, even back in the last election. I was just like, ah, eh, largely unimpressed by everything that's going yeah. on, which I don't know. I feel like we should be a little more impressed by our leaders. Well, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Jesus. At least a I little bit. So. The Good standard Lord. set right now isn't that great. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about the ones in office. You know, I'm talking about the ones that are still running, that are mm -hmm. still uh, going against them, all of the candidates, and except for Bernie. He's the only one that's like has substance to me or was impressive in the lead up, even though I did like other people. But it's like, I don't know. It just seems this whole election season cycle, all this bullshit is not set up to actually give us the best result. Us, like you and me, wow, the yeah. people. I really don't feel like it's yeah. set that way. Even because it's also weird because these candidates serve this faceless unified mass of a party um between like the democrats and the republicans like you know between the uh like the democrats nominate who is to be yeah like it was hillary you know she was right. the one who was chosen and then trump is the one who's chosen again mm -hmm. you know i mean there's obviously um electing that's involved in it but it's propelled by the parties themselves, and that's why they have those. Yeah. Um, well, even that part like, is where it gets fucked up in that primaries, like choosing the uh, candidate part, because the Democrats have super delegates, which the uh, Republicans don't have, which is like the people within the Democratic Party who then get to vote who's the actual nominee. Like they're the ones who actually oh. said it. Like it's basically electoral college, but for just the Democratic Party. And that's how Bernie Sanders got screwed over the first time and kind of this time. And, like, I mean, the emails came out saying that the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, I believe, yeah. uh, like the chair, the emails came out of them plotting against Bernie, like you through the superdelegates and shit like that. So it's like that's, again, to the point of I don't feel like any of this cycle is actually set up for us like to actually yeah. gain. Wow. And maybe it was initially, but the world has changed from what the rules of, you know, the presidency were when it was set up yeah when lincoln was around right and i'm not even thinking that it needs to be changed like the actual structure framework of the presidency necessarily but everything we've done around it i think in the mo like our modern century modern times has been very destructive for it and that sets the stage for people like donald trump to come through and abuse it which mm. i think he has done but also through his abuse i think it's shown a lot of problems which for that I don't know if I'm grateful, but at least there is problems being shown that maybe we could do things about tangentially or tangibly on the um, ground level. But he only exists because that platform exists, because that framework exists, right? Like, why isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but some mandatory requirement for political office, right, or some type of experience. Not even that you have to hold the office, but like you have some type of experience politically, right? Like, and. Or maybe politically is not even the right word because we're talking about how this system is set up and it's weird. But I think some sort of damn, I'm contrad I'm running in circles with myself right here because I was gonna say some of, some sort of leadership or governance. But Trump did that. I mean, he runs hella fucking businesses. That is leadership. In but a then sense, the, the counter to that is that he was bankrupt. What like three or four times? Yeah, but that so, one's that one's tricky because yeah, it sounds like I know how it sounds on the face, yeah. but that's like a business tactic to file for bankruptcy yeah. and claim and shit. So it's like <laughs> that could be also considered you know in the business realm good leadership it depends i don't, don't yeah, know the it doesn't sound good to do with the country no that's or to get to like make the that, country get to that yeah yeah point not even financially <laughs> yeah. but just to a different so then maybe that's it public of office maybe there needs to be some type of public office that needs to be some type of requirement i think so dude because it's just you need to know how to how the system is set up because you have to operate within it at least to some extent trump still has to operate within the system <laughs> of presidency even if he does what he does with it so it's like 
I think you should be familiar with that. I think that would just overall help enrich everybody. Um, trying to think. Any other takeaways from the VP debate? No. I mentioned to you inside that fucking Peds looks like a vampire, dude. Oh, yeah. That guy looks like a vacuum-sealed bag turned human. It's nuts, dude. It is nuts. Twitter went on fire because there was some fly or something that was on his head. I don't really give a shit about that for some of the... I didn't notice, but that was like... Twitter was in a rage, but I saw something... Oh, God. I saw it this morning and someone said he looks like the bottom of a stingray. And <laughs> that shit really. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so, I like I'd that. I'd love to see the that's side original. by side. Yeah, that's original. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that shit just made me laugh. But yeah, uh, whatever. They both did what they were supposed to do, which was make their parties and themselves look better to their bases and like their bases of support. And it's funny because I was just you know you listen to shit afterwards. There was plenty of analytics where people were saying, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, part of the motives where they were coming in to look presidential in term or in case you know you know they're their president like yeah, didn't, is, is yeah. done no that but it's like oh. like dies because they're fucking old dude there oh. was one point where the moderator said um one of you two will be setting history at the presidential election serving as the vice president to the oldest president in history and that i that hit i was like fuck that's yeah. depressing dude that's depressing well i don't know why we just keep getting progressively and progressively older yeah that doesn't make sense to me and what did they say either of them say oh well i mean that was like just the first part of the question and then it led into something else i don't remember exactly what it was but yeah i think it led into like presidential health records or whatever whether it should be shown or something like that, which i do think they should be like we should we, know the health we, of our president huh uh, yeah we gotta stop <laughs> then i'm gonna piss <laughs> flip the camera <laughs> Is the truest virtue floating in my spaceship I didn't heard the word boo It said get out of here Take it to the stratosphere Swear them heights aren't as far as they appear So I'm reaching out Pulling close in near And leaning down Whisper quotes in ear From the universe Turn them to a universe One stanza Show your man fluent with the words <laughs> Now baby tell me Have you kicked it with the stars Seen the sun rise from the surface of Mars Double dumb thick thighs Open to part, I do theorize is a good way to start. Looking in your eyes, do inspire the art. Trying to hit you to your wagon, see you pushing the cart. Mm. My All I got to do is find you. Cause all I want to do is try to. Okay, I think that's enough on the all the political shit. We pretty much wrapped up the point. 
But I think we need to transition because Emilio, we got haters in these streets. Oh, do we have non-believers in these streets that we need to convert to the uh, to the pod god schedule? <laughs> To About. the rabbit hole itself. Are there some Alice's that need to go to Wonderland? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but a topic was brought up that, Amelia, you brought up to me that had to do with, I don't know, just questioning the nature of like, I don't know, men podcasting period. But then it just like went us into thinking about our own podcasting, reasons we did it. I don't know how much we've even actually shared with people. So can you just like reintro how we got into this when you brought it up to me yesterday? Um. I had been, uh, I was talking to someone and I was, we were talking about, uh, the rabbit hole sessions and that's this podcast in case y'all didn't know. Of course, of course. And, uh, they had mentioned a tweet that they saw, which I think I have a picture. You got it. Yeah. 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 So we found the tweet, um, that, uh. So it's just interesting. This is what it says. I'm pretty sure that podcasts now are just an excuse for adult men to call each other on the phone and have a meaningful one hour conversation. Unquote. If you're not watching the YouTube, I just <laughs> threw my hands up and like palms to the air and just shaking my head. But we'll, we'll go back to that point. But that led you, you into what? Um, just the genesis of this uh, podcast. What... Uh, kind of how it all started and and i think it's um it's just because well for us in our particular context that doesn't apply to us not at all um yeah like because our original where we originally came from was just hanging out in the commons back in the back in the day and just like to having conversations and then eventually starting to record those conversations on phones in between like on the bench um and then you know that thankfully we had uh school resources that allowed us to tap into these things that we wanted to uh try and we had an an outlet to uh express ourselves um that was better than our phones <laughs> and so it's it's just something we would do without microphones but we thought why not add microphones to it yeah shout out to wsfr like you said that we had the resources and they gave us the access to start i mean shout out to food for thought yeah way back <laughs> in the day that was our first live mm-hmm. radio show and i think that was what our sophomore year of college you were still at suffolk then yeah so it, i think so it must year. have been so, uh sophomore yeah so it's like that was that was definitely the foundation like you said it started with we just would speak like this it's funny because our friendship started with basically basketball right like we got introduced yep. through a friend and we would just go shoot hoops and shit and then eventually it turned into uh, just discussions, greater friendship that I, I, I didn't, <laughs> I just go, you know, and just and obviously the creative things joined and grew and it turned into it manifested into on mic. And it's, you know, we're not at our 52nd episode yet, but we could even reference back to this one when we get there. It's, I think a lot of personal development has happened because of this podcast. Hmm. Not even just what we're talking about on mic, but in terms of figuring out how to set it up, figuring out how to run one, like yeah. how are we going to Because get it's this important dynamic? to the fields that we're going into. Exactly. So, exactly. And it's important yeah. to know how to communicate your ideas, which is another thing, you know, and it's, that's something that's important when I relate to people is I want to make sure one, I'm communicating effectively. That's like an insecurity I have is like, I don't, if I don't communicate myself properly. And I also want to make sure the other person feels comfortable enough that they think they did as mm-hmm. well right and this podcast podcast feeds into all of that and it's definitely part of the root of why we started because you know speaking with you and just as our friendship grew i did start to feel like i'm like i'm good and like i and you know i always try to surround myself with the people who 
make me less self-conscious about if I communicated correctly. Hmm. But that usually comes with time. That usually comes with, and you know, this isn't big up Emilio session, but testament to you, dog, because you like, I don't know, I don't know what your first impression is. I mean, we don't have to go down that route, but um, to have the wherewithal to like still, you know, be willing to listen and be willing to indulge in ideas. I think it's something we spoke about on this podcast before. And I mean, that's part of the genesis of this for me is always have wanted to make it a platform for discussing and willingness to listen to ideas. And I think that's something we've carried on pretty well, you know? And I just, I don't like the, I mean, I get the joke and I get the sentiment of the tweet. Don't get me wrong, I get it. Um, male emotions and male uh, depth and revealing <laughs> shit to each other is not the most common thing in society, I get it. But I mean, that shit just is like, come on. I mean, that's just man hate at that point. It's just like, what's the point of that tweet? What's the point? What's the point, right? Who knows? What's the point? Okay, before we veer off into the man-hate uh, segment, is nice. there anything you want to say more about just how this originated um, or the genesis? By the way, this is like the third iteration of the show we've gone through. Yeah, that's so it's true. Like y'all are seeing the <laughs> yeah, well, two things, more finished product. Two things. One, I think um, this podcast, that kind of to what you were talking about, is just like um, it's an opportunity for personal growth. As you said, we've gone through three iterations. We've shed our skin three different times you know and uh the second thing is that the hope and the belief that there are other people out there like us who uh communicate like us and um are interested in similar things like us and you know are willing we're hoping to reach them in a way and i don't know if we're at that point um but i think there's a future for it uh, to reach that that point. And I think we've set the foundation and still setting the foundation. Like you said, I don't think we're at the point yet, but I think we're building it and building it with that vision in mind. Podcast is such a long game, like in terms <laughs> of it being successful and getting an audience that invests in you, but also you finding an audience that you invest in. That's important, wow. right? And that means defining yourself as a show, defining yourself as people. And that's that's also why this personal growth aspect feeds into it, right? Like I listen back to every episode. I get to hear how I think right, from an outsider's <laughs> perspective. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Even when going through them in the editing stage, it's like you don't really realize. It's kind of just you're just not really th- – you're just editing it. It's not, you're not listening to the show. You mentioned it about the film earlier when you were editing but not really watching back. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. But I listen to every episode once it comes out. <laughs> so I hear, I hear everything y'all hear. I hear the dumb shit. I hear yeah. the smart shit. I hear the somewhere in the middle shit. Hmm. And that's personal growth. Like it shows you how to change, like I said – how to effectively communicate or change or keep the same. Maybe you like how you sound on the podcast. And I'm just grateful for that. And I think we got a great show, man. Yeah, grateful for you being here, too. James. Thank you. Yeah. I would say it if you were here. Obviously, you know, I'm <laughs> grateful for you, but I can't say for being here right now. That's but funny. adding James onto the addition in this iteration, I think, was a great decision. Yeah, the third That was a fantastic member. decision yeah. we made. Like, to add yeah. third homie who could help us step it up, who is of like-mindedness, who is of the same type of willingness to indulge and divulge ideas like give shit up and then also is passionate about the craft and is willing to sit behind the camera while we sit on mic. yeah well and it's also his specialty too is what uh camera related things yeah. so yeah yeah i'm glad he has no actor ego of wanting to be on camera that's good <laughs> james shout out to you for that all right once we get to 52 maybe we'll uh we'll upgrade it to you to permanent cam i don't think the episode that where he was on camera even came out yeah <laughs> so I think it's a sign, James. Although he was the not star really, the of the world's not ready yet. Without you, the one oh, that's right. I saw some. I, I ended up. Uh, 
in all honesty, I do end up watching the YouTube clips nice. more than I end up watching um, or like going, yeah, things like that. Which makes total sense, dude. And that's like, that's why we do it. Okay. Yes, we did jump cut in. But what we're just saying about the YouTube clips is I'm glad to hear that that's what you look at because that's why we do it is because it's supposed to be that digestible get a piece of us, get a piece here and there, and then that'll draw you in. And that's like an overtime thing. like, And that's a consistency thing as well, that we have to keep doing this. We have to keep <clears throat> putting out this, like the clips, as well as the full episode, so, and put them all together as well. So it gives people, you can get your bite-sized, or if you have a long trip, after you've heard enough clips, you're gonna be like, you know what? I got an hour-long train ride. I got this whatever commute. Let me throw on the full episode of Rabbit Hole Sessions, the most recent one. Even if it's not the full one, even if it's in like 20 minutes, that's longer than any of our clips. Yeah. Right? So it's like, if, <laughs> we keep, if it keeps bringing you in, it's like this slow process of that. And so I'm glad to hear that. And we're going to keep it going, people, for y'all, for us and for y'all. Um, how did we get on this tangent of the YouTube clips? Oh, we're just bigging it up. We're just bringing yeah. up the pod. I think we're talking about James, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know where this is going in the podcast. I don't know how long it's been since we were talking about James, but that uh-huh. is where uh, what we're on. So back to the the main shit that brought us here, though, was that like tweet, man. Um, I was thinking about because this is why we need a woman here on the podcast, and these are like we need them here to have these ideas, and we'll have to work on that, but. Like, that sentiment, I saw a tweet from someone I know from Suffolk that said, um, it was a reply tweet to a tweet that was saying, like, sex discrimination ain't ain't cool over here. It's just, like, some guy saying that. I'm like, yes, I agree, totally. And, and, you know, it was saying, like, you know, we want ideas, not identity or whatever. What was it? Let me read the exact shit. Let me, like, let me actually fucking read it, because I don't want to botch this, because the idea it's saying here, and I want to make sure I deliver it properly, so that... (laughs) We don't lose any woman audience yeah. we do have. Because <laughs> I swear I'm with y'all. I'm just trying to make a point that will bring us all together. Yeah, okay. So the original tweet, some guy said, I'm sorry, but discrimination based on sex doesn't vibe here. We need ideas over identity. That's the T. Great. You can, you know, messaging or how I wrote it, whatever. But I totally agree with that, right? Like, we don't fucking discriminate. Like, that just ain't a thing, right? If you have ideas, then you can be around. That's all it's about. But the person who then retweeted it or like quote tweeted it said the future is women and the future is now and this is why i want a woman here because like for one i really i want to know what that means because like why isn't it what that means because why isn't it the future is us like the future is everybody (laughs) and don't get me wrong that's obviously an oppressed group that's speaking and you know from my own experience speaking as part of an oppressed group i would say the same thing like i don't want people to say the future is black I want the future to be everybody, right? Like, because I don't think bringing someone down or, like, flipping the circumstances is what means we've all reached equality, right? Like, equal treatment. I think it's if we we all are treated the same, like, in the middle, right? And that's not, we're not talking about, like, how you treat people, maybe, like, being nicer in terms of whatever. But I just mean in terms of uh, valuing as equal worth, I don't think saying the future is one thing like that kind of implies it's not the other thing yeah right so it's like my whole thing has always been well why isn't the aim for the future to be a beautiful harmony of the two right or a beautiful union of the two and like i can get behind that right and people who are like me but more who might see a tweet like that and be like who will go more than just i agree with that but uh who will just be like oh another one of these fucking you know feminists is what they'll say right but and they're wrong, right? Like in terms of making it a negative thing. 
but so is the messenger, I think is wrong in terms of how they're delivering the message, mm. right? Communication is a give and take thing. <clears throat> it's I talk, you listen, you talk, I listen, which means it's on both of us to get better at talking and at listening. And I think if you're trying to communicate these ideals that mean union, you should start with union. Or I don't know. Again, maybe this is why we need a woman here. Maybe there are female supremacists. You know, maybe there are women supremacists around. And like I said, I don't blame oppressed groups for wanting to not be oppressed anymore. I, I, I want that too. <laughs> and I'm in full support of that. And I do things that are in support of that. I, I would hope in all of my daily actions, but concerted effort in most of them, right? And um, yeah, so I don't know. That just, I don't, I don't, I, that should just, that should just annoys me. I mean, I should get <laughs> off Twitter, but, <laughs> but here we go. It was brought to the pod in another sense. Maybe we'll have to have that person you're talking to on sometime and then uh, we can have maybe a discussion of these things. Cause like I said, I'm with women. I'm all for y'all. I'm on your side. So what's, what's the man hate? Like, what's the man hate? Can we stop painting with these wide brushes that we always ask not to be done? Like the yeah. oppressed groups always ask for a wide brush not to be painted. And it shouldn't be. But then they're also the ones to paint it about the oppressive group, which also shouldn't be. Right? Like, both things are wrong, no matter who's doing it. And both people should meet in the middle. Where it's like those, quote-unquote, oppressive groups. Oh, not quote-unquote. They are the oppressive groups. Or, like, the ones in power need to come the fuck down from space or wherever they are. Be on Earth. Humble yourself and realize you're not fucking better than anybody else. But then also the oppressed groups need to realize becoming them is not the answer. Being better than them is the answer. And being better than better than them is actually in the middle. Where we're all standing on equal footing. Turn your turn the other cheek. It is deal. essentially that. And I know everybody hates to be told that. And <laughs> I hate to be told that. You know what I'm saying? But I think most truth and most harmonious truth, I guess I should say, and the things that can bring us together do land in the middle. Like they land in that not black and white area it's where things come together and where things blend i think where some of the most the best answers come from but anyway i've rambled enough to potentially lose our female audience do you have <laughs> anything to weigh in on that no i have nothing to say <laughs> staying safe yeah <laughs> he just lets me take the bullets <laughs> that's fine that's fine okay we'll leave the off mic combos for off mic <laughs> i guess then but that's okay <laughs> oh shit that was my little vent. That, that was it. I mean, I don't know. That was it. Do we have a direction to go from here? I don't know. I mean, we can finish up with any creative things. If you have anything to talk about. Yeah, we can do that. Let me pull up the list. I don't know. Oh, dude. Here's something that we were actually talking about. And I don't even think it was on mic. I think we were calling about it or speaking about it. But greatness stemming from insecurity. Do you remember when we spoke about this? About, like, seeking greatness coming from this... Um, maybe core feeling of insecurity like maybe not feeling you're great yeah and like oh. reaching it to yeah, achieve yeah, yeah. or and prove keeping, it keep going for yeah. it yeah so i was i mean i just thought about that and because we the, when we spoke about it we were talking about are the people who always strive for more and more and more the greatest to be the best for legacy and things like that is that because they don't feel <laughs> it already inside or is it because they do feel it inside and need to feel like yo i need to give <laughs> the world this right but there are people who i'm sure are extremely happy and satisfied in life that don't chase greatness right but a lot of the times you hear about the people who did chase greatness not being happy or satisfied in life like michael jordan being an alcoholic and gambling addict right steve jobs was a fucking asshole and was mm -hmm. always you know uh, god rest the dead of course um but 
I was very religious. I, I was very religious. I guess rest in peace is kind of... No, nah, rest in peace is less religious. Uh, rest in peace, all that shit. But it's like all of these people who you hear, the billionaire Steve Bezos, all these people that are... Donald Trump constantly striving and achieving greater. You always hear the sentiment of like not actually being happy in life and reaching for some type of ambition that would cover insecurity. And there's, we were kind of going into that over the phone and thought that would be interesting to bring up over the pod. So do you have any thoughts about that? Um, well, I just think of it from uh, like a film or acting mm. perspective, just as uh, I was listening to... Um, an actor and director, Dennis Hopper, he was leading a, an acting class and he was saying that um, the best actors are introverts. There are, they're, they're not extroverts. I mean, there are extroverted actors, but they're not the best, you right. know? And it comes from, uh, um, you know, being inside you and wanting to get out and knowing and wanting to know and learn about other people, you know, but feeling stuck inside yourself to doing so. And I feel like that's And I feel like that comes from an insecure place, mm. you know, um, that uh, that introversion. I don't know if it's generally insecurity that leads people to feeling like introverts, but yeah. Um, Anything. Yeah. I mean, most things you do um, in terms of entertainment or like wanting to be a figure that's known for the shit you create, I think for the most part, generally stems from some type of insecurity. <laughs> Because there are the most talented <clears throat> drummers we'll ever know, or saxophone players will ever know, that aren't striving to make it big in Hollywood, right? Or in the music industry or anything like that. They're just happy playing music. Yeah. So it's like, what is the thing that separates? Because there's also, don't get me wrong, extremely talented drummers, saxophone singers, uh, directors, artists, all that shit in Hollywood or trying to make it in the industry. But what is the difference that like separates them from wanting to drive to be on a grander stage or like striving for more. And I think about it myself too, cause so getting a little chilly, put the hood up. Um, I think about myself too, cause I go through bouts of thinking how much do I actually want, right? Like in <laughs> this stage, I kind of need to aim the highest cause that's what's going to take me anywhere. Like if I aim for the middle, when you're at the bottom, you yeah. probably aren't going to go too far. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let that pass because I want that bar to sit and I want to make sure there's space and not to lose this thought. <laughs> but yeah, when you're at the bottom and you aim for the middle, you're probably not going to get too far. So it's like you kind of have to aim high when you're on the grind and on the come up. But as you go through more of it, and I'm still in the come up phase, obviously, but even as I've been coming up through that, I realize like where this could go and the responsibilities that would have and not only responsibilities, but in like weight that that could have and also just what how that could affect my regular life like to the extent of in my personal life i really like to just when i when i don't know what to do and i'm just at home restless or whatever i just walk outside i just leave my house <laughs> and i just start walking around you know and it makes me feel good makes me feel like calm but if you get to a point where the second you step out in public someone's trying to film you right or their cameras in your face or you have any type or any type of recognizability <laughs> yeah like that's what's going to happen to you so it's like you have to figure out what are you willing to give up personally for what you're going to give publicly hmm. right when you do these things that we do that come through expression and yourself becoming known more especially in an age of the audience knowing or thinking they have more access to you as a person being a catalyst for them getting attached to you with the social media age and shit like that so i don't know man do you when you think about aiming high achieving any of that any of that shit trade-offs between private life and what your public life could become does anything like that enter your mind? 
don't really even think about it so much um what my public life would be like as far as cameras being in the way and in your face and things like that mm. um because i i mean i think about what it is for directors like you know uh martin scorsese mm. um you know i i don't there probably were really were never cameras following them around unless they were uh you know but then i think in the case of tarantino though i feel like he had a lot of cameras you know or there are our public videos and things of him encountering paparazzi and stuff like that. Um, should I stop? Yeah. Jesus. We're at oh my <laughs> God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't feel like you have to rush, but yeah. you know, taper yeah, where rush, you need. Yeah. Taper, taper yeah. where you need. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So what was it that we were talking about? this fucking jet yeah. stopping I, I wish uh, you said Scorsese but you said Tarantino you think did have yeah so I don't think that so much about that side of things as far as um, the publicity side I think of what more so what has to be given up on the private side of things mm. um, in order to achieve uh, I guess greatness yeah 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 it's more of just like putting forward the lineage the family lineage I think because um, I it'd just be nice to have people know your name for something. Yeah. I, I think at least in your family, cool. right? It's yeah. like, look back at Emilio Guido, yeah, your cool. great-great-great-grandfather. All right, I'm at 1%. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all, we got to run out of here. Um, thank you for joining us for another episode, Rabbit Hole Sessions. Emilio, you got any last words for the people? No. Uh, keep charging your computers. And yeah. Keep creating. <laughs> keep creating. Check out Emilio Guido on YouTube, Tyler on Demand on YouTube. Check out us on YouTube, Rabbit Hole Sessions, and on Instagram at Rabbit Hole Sessions. And we love y'all. Peace out. See you next episode. Bye.